and welcome to The Catch-Up. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a village for Australian female business owners to connect and support each other. On The Catch-Up, we'll be bringing you an in-depth, no-nonsense look at the key areas of business. That's everything you need to know about and all brought to you by our experts here at She Will Shine. In the next few episodes, we're focusing on social media because whether you love it or hate it, it's impossible to ignore. Today, we're taking a look at the next level of social media because we've got the plan, we've got the strategy and we've got the content, but what are the tools and tricks that are going to take our social media to new heights? One of our gorgeous She Will Shiners, Ange Petsaridis from Social Media Media, is here this week. How are you, Ange? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Now, a big question is, we spend so much time on social media, how do we know that it's working? Okay, so... I guess, um, yeah, we're putting a lot of effort um, and time into social media, so it's important to make sure that it is working well for us. So there are a number of key elements that we need to be looking at. Basically, um, the most important would be making sure that we we know our audience and that we're targeting the right audience for our business. So it's important to do our research. Before you even start off your business, it's a great idea to do your research and find out who your target market is because quite often it's not who we think it is. And the content that we're posting is not really directed to that exact audience. So um, it's basically also exploring different types of Facebook posts. So whether it's uh, video, sharing articles, what's really resonating with your target customer. And so we'll look at the content that we've already put out there and see what has gained traction and what people are interested in and commenting on. So just going back and you can monitor it through your insights on Facebook and Instagram. So basically, are you getting more traction on industry news that you're sharing? Are you getting more traction on content that you're creating yourself that applies to your product or your service? Um, And from that, we can see what our audience want to hear from us or want to see from us and what basically is just getting lost in our feed. And how far back do you think we should be looking? So we're looking at our insights and our analytics. Should we kind of pick like a month time frame and kind of say, okay, look what's happened in this month? Yep, you can do that. You can look at the monthly. We like to monitor our stats every week. So basically just looking at what we've done for the week and then what what can we improve on that going into the week after. Um, Obviously, if you're running an event or you're... um, you know, creating content to promote a particular event coming up, then you might want to compare that against a recent event or event that you've had in the past. So it really just depends on on what sort of strategy you're looking at doing for your own business. I speak to a lot of small business owners, obviously, and I think it's probably 99.99% they come back to me and say how social media, you know, can be so all-consuming and so draining on their time. Yep, and it can be. Yeah. It if can it, be. <laughs> if it's not done well, it can be. Yeah. How can we work smarter and not harder? Okay. So the best way to work smarter and not harder is to basically know what you're doing and have a plan. So if you have a plan of what you want to do for the next week or fortnight, um, you know, whether what content you want to include, uh, what events you want to start promoting, um, then you can start from that. Basically, um, the next best thing is to start using some scheduling programs, whether you schedule direct on Facebook, um, whether you use a third-party scheduling app. At least this way you can allocate two or three times, you know, two or three hours in a week, um, do all your content 
um, creating in that time and then spend the rest of the time over the week just looking at your insights. Is it working? Does it need to be tweaked? Do you need to add more content? Reduce your content? Um, and then go from there. And I guess from that point, that's when you could decide if you're doing it two or three hours a week and it's still not working for you, possibly then look into outsourcing. Outsourcing, yeah. And outsourcing is a great one for, again, particularly small business owners because basically we're all doing what we need to be doing for our business. Um, and ultimately, if you have a good social media plan, it will look good to your fans and your followers. And that's what we want. We want to stand out from the rest. We want people to recognise our feed and our and our post when they come into their feed so basically with your small business you're probably allocating yourself to a whole bunch of other areas whether you're you know organizing staff or whether you're you're selling on on the floor or whether you're providing a service so you don't really have the time to do everything Um, and you really need to be all over your social media if you want to do it well so the best thing is to position yourself as a leader in the market is have a great social strategy. So outsourcing that, you'll give somebody the opportunity to do it well on your behalf and that way, um, yeah, you'll be able to manage your page with ease as well because it's already there for you um, and then you can just monitor your stats going forward from there. And I guess with that, it's really important to find the right match with that outsourced person, isn't it, to ensure that they're talking in your tone and they really That's know right. your brand. Yeah, because basically the next person that comes along to do your socials, whether it's a, a consultant or you know some sort of social media agency, they need to know what your brand is and who you're represented by and also they need to speak in your voice. So they're going to basically stand in your shoes and start talking to your fans and your followers as though it were you. Um, the best thing is when you get somebody that sort of knows their stuff is they'll come in and they won't have that confusion and that overwhelm that you will have with social media. They do this day in, day out. It's like us. We do it day in, day out for various clients. Um, we speak their language. Um, you know, we know the right jargon. So if they're more professional business, we'll use more professional lingo. If they're a more sort of, you know, if we're representing, for example, a company that's producing skateboards, then we'll probably drop all the really big fancy words and use more of the jargon that the younger demographic uses. A bit use. more cool. A bit, <laughs> bit more cool, a bit more cool for school, yeah. And that's really important because otherwise you will miss the target when you're trying to um, speak to the right audience. Yeah, and basically somebody that can that you'll outsource to, they pretty much know, they know what they're doing, so... And another thing, you know, we're looking at reaching as many people as we can who are, you know, obviously in our target demographic. But what about tools like hashtags and Facebook Live and Instagram stories to find more of those people? Yep, yep. Basically, um, all of these, those three that you've just mentioned um, are really good tools to be using. Hashtags basically are used to categorise our content and they make um, our content more discoverable. So... Once we've studied our hashtags, so by basically studying other influencers as well and seeing what hashtags are driving their posts to get uh, greater reach, um, using the right hashtags, matching them up and changing them up a little bit. So don't use too many generic hashtags because you probably will get lost in the feed if somebody is trying to follow you through a search. Um, have some funky ones as well. So if you um, if you created a post for a She Will Shine networking group, uh, networking night, and you've got the, you know, your hashtags might be Melbourne networking groups, women in business, um, but have a couple of funny ones, you know, or well, not so funny, but maybe more relevant to your business, like hashtag I love my girls, um, hashtag networking fun, whatever it is. So, um, but choosing the right ones is really important and that they tie back directly to your business is another thing as well. So in what you said, you said Melbourne networking group or Melbourne networking night, yeah. is it too broad to just say hashtag Melbourne? It is because basically Melbourne may have something like 20 million you know, um, hash posts with that particular hashtag. So if you want to be seen, ultimately you want to 
sort of sit up in the top nine posts okay, when somebody yep. um, searches on a hashtag. Now, the chances of getting to that top nine will go back to how much down you've drilled down your hashtag. So if you uh, use another example like a Melbourne Play Centre, for example, if you do hashtag Melbourne, you'll probably get lost in that 20 million odd feed. If you do hashtag Melbourne Kids, that will reduce... Um, the number of posts against that hashtag, so there's a better chance of you being seen. If you're a, um, a play centre in, in Yarraville, in Melbourne, if you do hashtag Melbourne Yarraville Kids, there's probably, you know, very less um, posts that you'll be um, lost again, so you'll probably stand it in that top nine as well. Far more targeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So choosing the right ones, it's really important because we want to be found organically as well. So by using those particular hashtags, you will definitely be... Um, a greater chance of being seen, yeah. So on the topic of scheduling platforms, yeah. um, can you run through a couple and the pros and cons of using them? Yeah, sure. So basically with platforms, there are a number of third-party platforms that you can get onto. So there, you know, some examples would be Iconosquare, Sprout Social, Buffer, and they're just to name a few. Um, to be honest, I prefer to stick to the free platforms. If you're using Facebook, Facebook has its own scheduling um, program. Um, and you can also get your stats from that. Um, um, Instagram as well, you can get your own, your insights from the Instagram platform itself. If you want to schedule, one of the good ones is Schedulegram. Um, Plan That's Good, Planoly. Again, there are a number of them out there. Um, but again, I would just try and not complicate things with your business. So use what you've got, use what's there, use what's free, um, and then basically go with that. So we talk a lot about insights and analytics, Ange. Yeah. What can that tell us? How do we find that information? Because I'll go to Insights and I go, oh, where do I find Too the, much. the night, the time to <laughs> post? There's a lot of information there. Yep. How can we find, like, what's the most important things we need to be looking uh, at? Okay. Um, first things first, don't underestimate your insights. So basically use your time wisely and just use the key measures that will help you identify what's working well in your business. So, you know, for example, you can go to Facebook and there may be 20 or 30 different measures that you can, you can try and pull information out from unnecessary just basically look at you know who your audience is and are you reaching your audience basically posting times are you posting at the right time when are your audience online and when are they live um basically the other good thing to do is also um stalk your competition um and if you go into your insights there'll be um, pages that you can follow, there'll be recommendations of people, people that you can be watching. And by doing this, we can see what things we can improve in our business. So it is a bit of a stalk, but it's also... Isn't that what us... social media is for? Yeah, it is social, <laughs> I guess so, yeah. And if you use it in the right way, then you're not being horrible. But, but they just call it following, not following, stalking. Yeah, following, <laughs> stalking. Um, but basically, you know, you can get some ideas as well. And that's a good thing because if you sort of go off track, um, you can see what, what's working currently. Um, you might have done some some training some months back or a couple of years back and things have changed and if you're not constantly upskilling yourself, um, you may have missed out on a few things. So if you can watch what other people are doing as well and see how their um, posts are performing, then you can sort of um, translate that into your business as well. So the other good thing is when we're looking at our insights, we can tweak things. So where we think we are doing well or where we think, you know, our audience might be online at, you know, 6 o'clock every night, in actual fact they're not. Um, they're online a bit later um, and then the other good thing about that is we're also um, changing it up so you know public holidays school holidays daylight savings all those things come into account so we can start making sure that we're posting all at the right times 
according to what the stats are showing us as well. So, If we're looking at our stats and we see maybe a handful of posts that we posted maybe two months ago, three months ago, yeah. but they had amazing reach, yeah. is it okay to repurpose? Absolutely. Can we time save? You can. You so can because when you think of it, in that time you hopefully you would have had more followers on board, new fans. So they wouldn't have seen some of those older posts unless they've sat there and gone back through your feed. So... If you've got really good reach, really good stats on a certain post, there's a reason why you got that. So try it again. Absolutely. You can even use, you know, the same, basically the same spiel that you used on the one before. You can change it up a bit. But it's there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. And I like the sound of that. Yeah. And quite <laughs> often, like, I'll see things coming up in my feed. I said, I've seen that before, but I've been following that account from day dot. Whereas if it's a new account and I love the post, it doesn't necessarily mean that I've seen it, you know, a month ago or two months ago. So absolutely. Yeah. Go crazy. There's nothing stopping you from reposting you know good content yeah gotta love a time saving gotta love it thanks yeah. <laughs> um i recently had um a post that was photography of a networking night that we recently had yeah. and with the algorithms that we all know and love oh, so much love um i actually decided to create a slideshow so i made it a movie of those photos um so that would reach greater greater numbers Absolutely. Yeah. um is there anything else that we can do videos do get greater reach um, and again in saying that we've got to make sure that they're reasonable you know they're not a, a five minute video because who's got five minutes to watch a video um, but generally one or two minutes a slideshow is fantastic because it'll give a snapshot of that particular event or whatever it is you're trying to um, get people's attention on so definitely videos are great you can repurpose a video as well down the track so if you've got another event coming up you know, in three months' time, you can even use a segment of that video or uh, new photos and create those into a new slideshow and then use those as well down the track because we need to change up our content. We can't always just have a photo or, you know, of a product or offer a service or, or have a meme or whatever it is. So, you know, a video, um, sharing articles like I mentioned earlier, basically sharing industry news, um, change it up to keep it interesting and to keep your fans engaged in, in your content as well. And I guess that's a way that we can kind of cut through the noise. Yes, absolutely. I know that when I'm in yep. front of the camera doing what I love so much, um, <laughs> live stories, yeah. that it gets a lot of engagement and it gets a lot of reach. That's right. Even yeah. though I don't particularly enjoy it. It's one of those things I need to mix up, I need to get more yeah. confident, I need to get out there more. Yeah, and Facebook Facebook stories and Instagram stories obviously are like massive at the moment. Um Again, be careful of what you're posting on your Insta and Facebook stories because it, they are getting full on at the moment and there are so many and they are creating a lot of noise and the more and more people are just putting a photo of what they've had for lunch on an Insta story is starting to become a bit more of the old Facebook style posting. So keep it interesting. Keep your videos or your Insta stories short, um, engaging and interesting enough so when the next one pops up, People will press that and they'll watch that as well. So, so you don't dilute your brand. Yeah, basically because people don't go off it. Like, in, you know, with the amount of content that we're all looking at every day, we need to be very selective of what we're looking at. So if what you've been posting has been interesting, I will keep following. If you're starting to get a little bit off track and just start posting for the sake of posting because you found out how to do Insta stories, um, then you know what? It's a very good chance that I'll probably drop off over the next you know very short time and I guess that's in keeping with spoken about um strategy with Jackie McCallum of Blue Budgie yep. so it's in keeping with constantly looking back at your strategy see what your goals are and what you want to you know what you want to achieve that's right in your social media yeah. and you know like we try to keep our our brand and our our feed real so this is a good chance for everybody to bring back some 
realness into their into their brand. So, you know, you may have a business where you're never shown on camera, you know, you never put yourself out there. And this is a good chance to show that you're real and there's a little bit of you there. Um, but again, don't go off track. So, if you know, if you're selling shoes and you're selling clothes in a very high-end boutique, don't go putting too many pictures of your dog sitting down having a snooze because, yeah, that's cutesy, but it's so irrelevant to your brand. Hashtag so, dogs of Insta. Yeah, I know. Hashtag dogs of Insta. But you know what? There's probably like 22 million other people hashtagging dogs of Insta at the same time. So it just comes back to being smart about what you're posting and never lose sight of what you're trying to project as a brand and who you are. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Ange. Now, okay, I'm on social media for a while and tomorrow I'm going to knuckle down to business and I'm going to get you know what done. Yep. What are your top three tips? Okay. Um, number one, and I say this all the time, is research, research, research your customer. Find out who your target audience is because if you're putting so much time and effort, you know, creating content or even if you're paying somebody else to do it for you, um, there's no point doing it if no one's going to listen. If you're if your posts are getting lost in the feed. So profile your ideal customer and then find your voice. So define who your brand is um, and speak in that voice and basically create a look that represents your brand. So when your posts come up in somebody's feed, that your brand and your post will be recognisable. So, for example, with She Will Shine, when a post comes into my feed, I pretty much get straight away that it's come from you, Danielle, because awesome. <laughs> whether it's the colour or the aesthetic of the look, um, you know, the feed's very cohesive and it's consistent. So that's really important. And the other thing is also to make sure that you're all over your insights and, your, and monitoring your stats. So maybe do it weekly, fortnightly, wherever you get the time. Um, but just seeing, you know, are the people that you're trying to be heard by listening and watching you? Um, that will come up and that's really, really important in a small business because this is your chance to be in the forefront of somebody's mind. So with the right content, targeted at the right audience, in the right voice, with the right look, you should be fine. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing no that all with Thanks us, Thanks for Ange. having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure and you keep doing what you're doing because your feed looks amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that as a huge compliment coming from you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ange. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. We'll be going into more depth with Ange in a webinar on this very topic. Plus, we're also going to be talking all things social with our panel of experts in the coming weeks. Head to shewillshine.com.au to find out more. And don't forget, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd love you to give us a rating over on iTunes. Finally, a huge thank you to Jen Cannock from Hello Treacle who produced this podcast. Join us next time on The Catch-Up.